0: Oh my god! I had a pretty amazing day. I had a photo shoot with um um out out smart magazine. Is it out smart? I don't know. It's the queer magazine here in Houston. Yes, they oh. featured. Apparently, they're gonna feature a story about me on in the in the magazine here and um they scheduled me a photo shoot and so anytime they do y'all remember when we did they did they did a feature on us the um marcia's play once and you know when we went to that little place where they had done well we took our little pictures with the um At that little place. So, apparently, this is because it's Pride. They kind of upped the ante or whatever. And so, they hired an actual photographer at a studio. And so, I went there. And I was expecting something like we experienced, you know, where, you know, we're just kind of in front of, you know, a screen. They just kind of standing in front of us taking pictures. Just, Just a normal little picture. Baby, this was like... Professional, professional. The real deal, honey. The real deal. And I was prepared for it, but um, because I was kind of over prepared for it because I thought I wanted to be a little bit more elevated. So I thought that, hey, if I can just convince them to elevate it a little bit more. But no, they really hire somebody. So this is one of them people like that their talent and their technical skill is amazing. (laughs) and so we definitely you say
2: they're technical like they was able to like guide you and tell you how to like um model and stuff
0: not no not just that not just that but like the tech the technical stuff behind photography like the the lighting the um you know not just the art of taking a picture because there's an artistry in that, but then there's an artistry, um, there's a technical skill that you have to have to get a look for of a picture that you want. You see what I'm saying? When it comes to lighting, when it comes to how far you need to be and all this kind of stuff like that. Um, and the pictures, I can't wait for y'all to see them. Like it is, uh, I, This is one of the best photography experiences that I've ever experienced. Like, and I've been in, you know, I've been doing, dealing with motherfuckers for a long time in regards to pictures. And this was one of just on a, I mean, you know how doctors like a, like a doctor has a bedside manner. Like, you know, (laughs) when you, when you, when you're sick and how he talks to you, whatever the photographer's version of that is, (laughs) he had like an amazing, like, um, He made you feel comfortable He made you um, feel confident He like he put music on He had me in there twirling my dress To fucking (laughs) Tamia. It was It just was just a beautiful Experience And I can't wait to um, Because we definitely like within We've already talked about a photo shoot that we're doing But I want to do something separate um, um, With this person Um, Something just Just us and I can't wait to y'all to y'all experience what I'm talking about because he just has a skill and I can't wait to because he's definitely doing our 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 newest pictures. Not the idea that we already talked about, but um, just something else um, because he is great. great, 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 great. And I can't wait to y'all meet him and see what he's about. Um, but that's what my day has been. Um the only negative is he has said um, <laughs> like right at the end. He was like, uh, did, did anybody tell you that you that you look like Lizzo? Oh, <laughs> uh- And I was like, what? And I was like, no, nobody has ever said that. But I live for Lizzo, so it's not like... um, (laughs) Negative regards to her. It's just that I'm not... I don't look like Lizzo. (laughs) We two big black girls, girls, but we don't look alike. (laughs) But you know... (laughs) Being it's a white
1: person.
0: Uh, it's not a white person, but it's not a black person either.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it, it makes sense now, right? Okay.
0: <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh, we all look alike to y'all, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right?" I was like, oh, okay." <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> But, I always feel
2: that way too like when they like when people like say I look like another trans woman I'm just like we just all look alike don't
0: we <laughs> <laughs> and I was like okay but I take you know I live for this so you know so wear it out but I'm like nah baby I don't look that like <laughs> we just both fat <laughs> that's it fat like <laughs> But uh, all right. I, I'll take it because that's my girl. So it's okay. We can wear it out. <laughs> man. How was y'all week?
2: You Um <laughs> I've been trying to get my head in a in a good headspace for like three weeks now. And like I, I maybe because you know I I lost my job recently so
0: Oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know. It is <laughs>
2: what it is. <laughs> um I just I don't I'm I'm trying to like change my um I feel like I'm I'm going through a metamorphosis like um a different change and I'm trying to get back into the mind frame of not having a job. Not back What into does that
0: mean thing. to you?
2: It means, it means no, no relaxation, no relaxation. It means like being on the go, always hustling because I don't have, I don't have, I don't have like, um, something that's covering my big, well, I I can make the coin, but it's my, my means of making money has changed. So uh, I've been just trying to make sure that I'm mentally prepared once I get started. And I don't know why it's taking me forever, but like, um, I'm trying to make sure that I'm not procrastinating and doing it at the last minute. When I say do it at the last minute, like when when a bitch bills come and that you gotta make some shake and pull a rabbit out of a hat. So that's where I'm at. Just trying to get mentally prepared to like hustle and bustle and find a new groove. And
0: okay, but really, you're applying for other stuff
2: um i haven't applied for nothing yet um i'm trying to see i don't know i'm trying to see where where my head is like i feel like i missed out on a lot of opportunities when i had a job so i do want another job i just don't know what i want to do right now but right now I, i do know that i need to focus on like all the other things if that makes sense like no. outside of no don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about
2: like like i'm 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 trying to make sure that i'm i'm applying myself in in places that just be
1: transparent because it don't make sense when you go around the bush like
2: okay 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 well i'm trying to uh make sure that i'm taking a little dick here and, and then i'm just done <laughs> No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, no, um honestly, just refocusing my energy is where I'm at. And in building it up. And I think that that's my issue because I'm like, okay, but you need to get out of these old habits. So I think that's that's the that's the hard thing for me because I'm I'm still operating like I have a job, but I don't have a job. <laughs> Hmm. and um, no, you, I can't and so I'm, I'm trying to refocus my energy and, and and for me it's hard for me to create new habits and so and that's where I'm at right now, trying to create positive and, and better habits so that I can be able to thrive and a job is like, okay, something that I don't necessarily need but if I want it, then yeah there was a lot of opportunities that I missed because I did have a job, and I'm not saying that you, that having a job, you you're you can't get those opportunities. But I've seen a lot of things go past me when I did have one, and so when I do get a, a new one, I, I want to make sure that it's something that I really want.
0: Okay, we're gonna claim that instead of claiming that you're gonna get another job, we are gonna claim that you are going to be doing something that you love that secures your cost of living or even more. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you are doing, whatever that may be, it might not necessarily be just some new job, but whatever you are doing or want to do or will find to do, it will be enough to uh, make you happy and bring um stability so yes let's claim that
2: hey, amen <laughs> all right
1: you also be having to claim the mind frames to be like i'm gonna claim to get this certain mind frame i'm a claim to feel a certain way
2: no i feel you because in order to make change your mind has to be there first
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah
2: I just got to find me a black mental therapist in, in Houston.
0: Uh, good luck. Because uh, <laughs> when I went on that journey, baby, that the waters was shallow, <laughs> minuscule, <laughs> and no, the pumpkins were slim.
1: <laughs> and, so, and Also, in that fraction, you got to find somebody that cares for trans people, like
0: honey because maybe the one person not that this was a problem but the one person that um i saw all her pictures was taken like i don't know it was (laughs) and i was a little judgy (laughs) but but all her pictures was taken like it seemed like they were taken with her phone she was standing outside of a Cadillac with her arms on her hips like this. That <laughs> was... They was they, all of it was looking real, real ratchet. Now, look. I you. you know, I, I, I actually... That's kind of cool. Like, you know, I want you to be ratchet like me. So, cool. But... <laughs> It does make me kind of be like, "Hmm, am I gonna get the <laughs> quality service that I need to get?" Because I don't mind ratchetness, but it still needs to be quality what? ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you so just know, it made you. me kind of side eye, and you know, you couldn't it. It just wasn't p- professional enough for me. Like even I'll. If the pictures are professional, this felt like somebody just pulled out their phone and you opened up the Cadillac and was standing there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she just just started.
0: I don't know what was happening, but it just didn't look, you know, it just was like, like there was a picture of her that was cropped out while she was at the club It was, it was, it was, it it, it was, it just was, it just was quite, um, you know, instagram pictures like it just felt like it's instagram pictures yeah. so i still hit her up don't get me wrong because you know <laughs> i didn't want to be like <laughs> i didn't want to be like you know i'm not about to judge this one this black woman on this unprofessionalism because professionalism is rooted in white supremacy white supremacy and anti-blackness so i'm gonna give her a chance honey <laughs> so that's what I did and I hear her up and it was it was kind of you know it it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give so it didn't work out but I did try <laughs> I did and and you know it just wasn't giving what it was supposed to give so I got I we mean, didn't work out but you know I need but she was the only one that was even closed to the criteria that i was looking for and i was like oh okay well i'm gonna stop looking for this <laughs> and that's a, i stopped looking because it was the the the, the pickers was slim <laughs> it just was slim so um so good luck with that and, and i do hope it work out <laughs> if, if i find
2: somebody i'll shoot them your way
0: yes please do please do and you know there's all these other avenues for to find mental health care. Um Money from Queer Online Marketing. and where you can call them and zoom them and do all kind of stuff where you not just don't have to just be in their face. Um and there's some that are reasonably priced and Money from Queer Walk um has done multiple episodes that kind of share um strategies in finding people um so yeah, go check them out. Um, shout out to Money. Core Walk is a is a treasure trove of mental health, <laughs> as Nikita would say, tidbits <laughs> to um, help you. You know, just you know, it's just so it's just a trove of
2: gems, yeah. just
0: gems and brilliance, and you know, it'll never be the same. But you know. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even want to go down that road. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna end it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love you, money.
2: Yes, we do.
0: Yeah, we love you, baby girl.
1: Shout out to the BBs. Yes.
2: <laughs> the Batty Brigade. Yeah.
0: why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> Alrighty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show.
1: Alright, so while we sleeping in Houston, Texas enjoying the 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 low cost of living, <laughs> the <laughs> the humidity, the warm weather, you no, know, everything is coming alive. There's also the crazy Republicans coming alive too. Um, they're basically what they're doing. They've already tried to pass a whole bunch of trans laws. Um. Then now they're they've been trying to do
0: this, but now they're um, making wait, it so wait, good. wait. Let me give an update on the trans laws here in Texas before uh-huh. you go on to the next one. Um, the bill this just happened today. <laughs> the bill that is that's seeking tr- to ban trans athletes from playing in according to their gender identity is dead, <laughs> like uh, officially. Today, it is dead, it is dead, it is ed- dead. The legislation, Senate Bill 29, failed to come up to a full vote on the floor of Texas House before midnight deadline on Tuesday, effectively killing its proposal. If it had been passed, it would have mandated that all students participating in K-12 and college athletes align with the gender correctly stated on their official birth certificate. Under certain guidelines from the University of Interscholistic League, trans students are allowed to play on sports teams that match their gender. If they um, have corrected birth records, the bill would have blocked that pathway altogether. And so that bill is dead. I want to thank all of the organizers and all of the activists who stayed up all night all day really at like literally in austin you know (laughs) putting pressure on these motherfucking politicians (laughs) for them not to even bring this bill to the floor and so you know they have been in the capital city in the capital doing their thing and it has paid off so i'm so excited to announce that really really great news um. Yeah. So, congratulations to Texas in that regard. So, what else have they been doing? Because you, like our fuckboy ass, um, Governor Abbott trying to kill us.
1: <laughs> right. Well, now that you brought up birth certificates, Texas is one of those countries that I mean, those states, like those states, shit, those states that. Forces you basically forces sterilizes you before you could change your birth certificate marker. What? Mm-hmm. Because it has to be a permanent change to where basically to where you're sterilized to where you could actually like you have to have gender confirmation surgery right? that be a, a hysterectomy for trans men, some type of irreversible surgery or orectomy
2: can- for trans women.
1: Right. So before you can get your gender marker change on the birth certificate, that's the requirement. So we need to work to change that, too. But um, also, um, Greg Abbott, uh, well, not just Greg Abbott, the Republicans are trying to make it to where um, actually, no, they did pass it to where you don't need a permit to carry and a license to carry. You don't need that anymore. You could just carry, basically what that means is you just carry, you able to walk in public places with a firearm and not be licensed. And I actually got my license to carry a permit. And what they do with that is that you, they basically um, make you take a shot. I mean, make you shoot It's and you have to pass a shooting test. Then you have to pass like uh, you have to take actual course. They tell you your rights and how to deal with the gun and in a lot of um, different scenarios and how you deal with it. And it's like an hour and a half, two hour long class. And I I actually learned a lot. It's not about just carrying a gun and you just gonna shoot it. Like that's not how it works. Like you got to know your rights. You got to know how to shoot. You got to know about these different scenarios where you can have a gun. They teach you all the different laws. And to take that away is dangerous. That is so
0: wild to me. (laughs) Like, we got motherfuckers so much gun violence and y'all are getting even more laxed on gun restrictions? I mean,
2: Um, wouldn't Texas be the place that would do that,
0: though? Absolutely. And I'm so we we've talked about this before i am somebody who doesn't align with getting rid of um i don't want to get rid of my guns i'm a black trans woman i need protection i need to be able to have protections in my home i need to be able to um you know look it's dangerous out here for a pimp i'm sorry (laughs) so i need to i like having my guns and so i'm not always aligned with leftist ideals when it comes to guns like when it comes to you know not having certain guns i'm just i'm just not that um i'm just not that person and so sometimes i align with those you know Second Amendment folks like oh, I want to keep my guns. I'm dumb. I'm, I'm alive. That's me. <laughs> That's me. But I do see the value in. Creating these barriers and obstacles for people to be able to get guns, for people to be able to pass tests when it comes to the background checks and when it comes to how you're able to purchase and get it and and handle it and get your license to use it. I, I think that you need those kind of barriers and you need those kind of um, steps that you can take to. Av- I don't want to say it, a uh, totally avoid. um. Gun violence, but it doesn't make it I, easier. It doesn't make it easy. I don't think it should be easier. I don't think it should be, um, you know, I think you letting people just run around and carry guns. I don't know. I just, I feel it, that makes me uncomfortable. I like it to be barriers. Let me jump through the hoops to get my guns. Let me, let me, I, I didn't mind when you did a background check on me. I didn't, I don't mind um psychological evaluations. I don't mind those type of things because I'm I feel like I'm straight. So, you know, I'll jump through the hoops to get my guns because I know that to keep my guns to get and keep my guns because I know that you're going to do it to other people and I don't mind it. And so just them they're making it even more lax with all the gun violence when we know that particularly women are very, very vulnerable to gun violence. Most of the time when we are murdered by our partner, when we know all women are affected by intimate partner, but intimate partner homicide, particularly trans women, particularly black women. Um, most of the time it's with a gun involved firearms. So. You know, making it even more lax makes us even more vulnerable to these type of um this type of violence, so I don't know it just feels like that is just too much
1: <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very like coming from a like a like a black person's point of view, a black trans person's point of view, it's like, hey yeah, oh my gun, shit, but also when I took the classes. They basically told us, you know, like regular law-abiding citizens, as they call it. It actually makes it a little safer because when the bad guys come in, that, you know, you're able to be equipped and you have taken the classes and you know how you have proficiency and then you've taken a, you know, you've shot and you passed the test, then... And you know your rights because they tell you everything all the rules then it makes it safer but just anybody 18 years old can anybody right now anybody that's 18 years old can just go and buy a gun and you're supposed to keep it in your house in your car that's fine but like to actually carry it in public and stuff where they allow you to some people are not going to know the rules. They're going to think, oh, I could just carry it anywhere. But even like on certain buildings and facilities, it says, it, it tells you, you know, firearms are allowed, firearms are not allowed. And some people that are ignorant to it and then actually take a test and get knowledgeable on everything, they going to do all types of crazy shit. So it is unsafe to me as a person that's pro- guns but I'm very not I'm very not for like those super strong fucking automatics being out on the street and I saw somewhere where they emailed me that you could buy AK forty seven and shit like that. It's crazy. Yeah that and is gun crazy.
2: shows. Yeah. Yeah I remember when I was talking to my weed man when I was about to get an eight and he, I was trying to get a, um, I was trying to get a gun and, he, and I was asking him where I like, cause I didn't want, cause I was, I was escorting heavy at the time. And I was like, well, bitch, I don't want nothing in my name just in case, you know, somebody's trying and girl, I have to get them together. Cause you know, they'll arrest you because you're a black trans woman. They, and you have to be a white woman or a white trans woman for them to think that, you know, it wasn't your fault. So I was like, bitch, if I'm going to have to gather somebody, they're not going to trace it back to me. So I was like, well, how can I get me something as. You know, not marked, and he was like, No, you want to get something that's yeah, that's nice. from this, you want to get registered, and it's actually easier. And he was, he was, he was actually like trying to educate me on that. I was like, Okay, oh, like, and it, it like, and, and I'm saying that to say, like, if I feel like if people know that it's certain criteria in order to get guns, it's going to be less likely for everybody to have access to them. And a lot of people, and some people who don't need access to guns. Like, like when Diamond was talking about, like uh mentally, like people who need to be psych- psyche evaluated, Um, baby, you don't need a, jo- a gun if you if you have strong PTSD and you get triggered by any little thing, baby. It's off with the head with everybody. And just or, uh, you or get triggered, baby. If you have
0: a history of domestic violence on your record.
2: <laughs> yeah, all of that.
0: Yeah, it's <sighs> just wild. What else? And there? I was, you
2: know, I wouldn't do nothing like that now, just in case we got some cops and stuff. Listen, I ain't, I ain't trying to get no unmarked guns now. I already, we already have some of them things, not unmarked guns, but registered guns. You <laughs> are talking about dirty
1: guns? Yeah, that's
2: but, what it is. I mean, it is, but I just, I was looking at it in, a, in a sense of like, if, if I were to get robbed by somebody, because I've been robbed three times, and. If I, I was in a situation it, where my life was at risk and a bitch had got shot or something and I had to gather somebody and they didn't make it up or like they end up dying, like, bitch, I don't want to have to go to jail for defending myself. I don't. I'm, I really don't think that's fair. But I know how the way the world works. Like, they're like, bitch, you're a sex worker. You're not supposed to be doing this anyway. So, shit, we're going to lock you up because...
1: Mm, you, you're you more likely to... Uh, you'll get a lesser sentence using... Like, your odds are better with a registered gun in your name and you've been, you know, you've had background checks. No, but that.
2: if I was able to get away? then You
1: still... If I was, you, if I was you, able to your get likelihood away... Of
2: no, but listen, I, I... get it. Your likelihood,
1: your likelihood of surviving You a get situation. it. You know what I was about to say? I get what I got what you were saying. You what said it saying? two times. No, I'm wait. saying
2: something else. Go ahead,
1: Papa. So... Your likelihood of getting out of the situation in good in a good um good terms is to be <laughs> like registered and it be and then you actually explain to the scenario to the cops rather than it would look worse if they catch you, which they can catch you so if you got a dirty
2: gun. If they die, if the person that's trying to rob me almost killed me and shot me, but I got him and it was able to get away, and he died. I would be better off with an unmarked gun and they can't trace it back to me versus them being able to trace it back to me i don't get i really i really think the system is so corrupted it don't matter it don't it don't matter what i say to the motherfuckers they're gonna be like oh you are underneath the jail you are you're a black tranny oh no you're we're gonna lock you up with the niggas. Like well, see, I don't I even got... think like the system, like I really don't believe in the justice system.
1: Well, that's why it's important to get to go to the classes and stuff, because that's what I learned in the classes. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you have a clean gun in your name and you deal with an altercation and you call the police everything that happened, you're be- you're more likely to be free it's... than for you to use an unmarked gun.
2: If you was a white person. Mm-hmm.
1: No
0: (laughs) (laughs) No If you are If your shit is legit You got your papers You got everything going on This is your gun that you own That you got the paperwork on It is more likely That you would be able to get off Because you are a responsible gun owner And this motherfucker is trying it Idealistically Yes Now There is a level to truth (laughs) about, honey, you is a black person. (laughs) And sometimes that self-deficient don't work for us. (laughs) So there's a level of truth to that, but there is a level of truth to if you have your papers and all your shit that that can legitimize your claim as a responsible gun owner. And so. You know it looks better than you having some gun that's registered to nobody and honey this is a drug dealer and you a drug dealer you're a prostitute and he a drug dealer and all these other guns that looks kind of criminal and ugly
1: and they got 20 bodies on it oh this is the weapon we've
2: been looking for for all the other murders oh that is kind of late though oh yeah, i did think early. about that part
1: You have
2: because you got the weapon, but this bitch been passed down, passed on, passed down, passed down. Oh, that's kind
1: of lame. You you are guaranteed life. No. If you get caught with them, many bodies, baby. So, would you rather risk, you know, them seeing on paper that you took classes? You,
2: you know, listen, I'm going to be like, oh, girl, what's her name who escaped to Cuba while she was pregnant? I'm going to be outside of. I need my, my uh, training organization people to come on and dig me a little
0: hole. Now, you know, hold on, baby. It's a lot a of little things dig It's a lot of things there, that baby. has It's a lot of things that has changed it, It's time that, uh, <laughs> that. the left and went to Cuba. It's a lot of things that have changed. There were the the atmosphere the culture was quite different <laughs> and that lend itself to her getting away now you know because of people like i said they have changed a lot of things you can't just be tipping off <laughs> it's a little harder to do all those kind of things nowadays so be a little careful <laughs> And
1: plus she was a political prisoner. You just using a dirty pistol.
2: That I killed the man who tried to kill me, who been killing other girls in my area and other cities. So really I'm the hero. But we ain't gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about that. Look, I, I, I understand <laughs> y'all
1: point. I get y'all. <laughs> You're extra. But yeah, that's and also what else? Oh, and fucking Texas. I don't know how old this is, but I saw somebody say that they're making the minimum age requirement 21 instead of 18 now. So for what? I don't know. My 21 my instead of
2: 18 for what?
1: For stripping. Oh, okay. So my guess would be because of alcohol reasons, because in the strip club for stripping.
0: Like you, oh, so you have to, you have to be 21 to be able to strip.
1: Yeah. yeah. But also, you have to take, I know, to be a bartender or whatever, you have to take a whole separate, or to handle drinks, you have to take a whole separate test and shit. So it's just like, what's the point of that if you have to, if you, you're supposed to have drink handlers take a class? And it, it could be brief. It's only like a certificate. It's only like 15-minute test or some
2: shit. Yeah, you helped me do my for the stripper, the, uh, for V-Live, when I tried to. Right. Um, and that motherfucking, oof. I had got bamboozled out of my position.
1: No, you just told them you was trans, but
2: that's bamboozled. (laughs) First of all, the client was supposed to get me in, but he bamboozled me. You bamboozled
1: yourself, thinking the client would get you into a strip club, assist (laughs) headman, get a a woman into a strip club. Baby,
2: the way he had set it up. (laughs) The way he set it up, he had, he had me come thinking that I was actually going to get the job and brought another bitch and said that she was getting it from my position, listen,
1: he wanted maybe for free. Exactly. Whenever he wanted it. But anyways, yeah, my thing is that kind of don't make sense because you have to take a whole certificate and you to get the certificate, you have to be 21. So it's like what's the point of making it 21 but i mean because there's there's, there's young moms and that's a lot of girls like how you lean on escorting sex work sex work to get your like hustle and make up some quick cash that's how a lot of young girls do when they got babies their mom their parents might kick them out they might be in real bad situations, trying to escape a trash ass nigga that might be older than her, trying to manipulate her. She's trying to get away, run away. It could be anything.
2: I understand that. When I was in co- when I was in college with my my sis homegirl, we she was do- she was trying to strip to in order to to make a living. And it would have been more safer, I feel like, than escorting on the you know, for her to make money as a cis woman and I, I, I wish they would open the door for trans women but you know we got a long way to go but it, i i think that there are some women who pay for college there are some women who like diamond you know play a club it's, you know there's some girls who are able to pay their way through college by doing it and i i don't think it's fair to close that door for them
1: because you 18 you could what can you do at 18 in texas what else you could buy a gun
2: you can smoke motherfuckers. You can vote. You can vote. You what else can you do? I mean, honestly, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Go like, to adult
1: prison.
2: Go to adult prison. Uh
1: be taken
0: up.
2: You could do porn.
0: Can you? In 18? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Baby, yes. If you could do porn, bitch, you can strip
0: that's true yeah i think that's that makes sense to me but i don't know i would want to know what pushed them to do that like what what's the you know it's always a reason when they make a little change like that there's always a reason why they, they why they did spent the time to put that to a vote and send it through and change it there's always a reason i wonder what was the reason to um Get them to that level,
2: I do too, I, but I also feel like the strip club, like that atmosphere, is only for like strong minded individuals because you'll end up being like ebony <laughs> and baby. Listen, and then a lot of girls become ebony and they lose their identity and lose their personality, baby. You don't want to come from the church to the strip club, you will gag. <laughs>
1: It says the it says the activists are saying they're given alcohol and drugs and they're not mature yeah, to I handle it. They're not mature to handle it, basically. Uh, but a 21-year-old is, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody whatever. I don't know.
0: That's weird. Well, welcome everyone to <laughs> texas and it's weird laws, (laughs) and you know doing everything but the right thing they also have banned abortion for six weeks
1: (laughs) Hmm. wait was that actually went through
0: yes uh hold on let me get that pull that up So. so that's a lot of
2: girls that are about to gag
1: So, a lot of women, excuse me. No, not just women. So, if I was pregnant, excuse me. If I was pregnant and I wanted to abort, you'd have to do that shit off
2: of color girls. Go, go. No, I
1: ain't. Hell no. I'm saying, so I would have to be less than six weeks, basically.
0: So, it's the heartbeat bill. So, Greg Abbott, you know, we have a crazy governor. He. Signs into law one of the nation's strictest abortion measures banning procedures as early as six weeks into pregnancy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, he signed it into law on May 19th. Basically, it
2: stop abortions.
0: Uh, it's not gonna stop them, but it just uh, it's just uh, these motherfuckers. <laughs> this is my thing, which is why, I, which is where I need to get a little bit educated on, um, like the Roe. I, I was always under the impression that Roe versus Wade was something that protected um, abortion, but it feels like on a state level, everybody can come in and make little changes, make little caveats, make little. You know, like like little loopholes and I'm like, man, they need to something needs to happen where it is, you know, just more secure. I don't know. I don't know how to do that, but I know that people who work in reproductive justice have thought it through, but it just feels like it doesn't matter what you get, what laws you get passed through it. They're just coming with fucking um more loopholes to make it basically making row versus way null and void anyway. It don't matter, <laughs> and uh-huh. so <clears throat> it just seems like it's just uh at every time we in this fucking state we got them doing the most dumbest fucking shit that they can um that they can do. What makes it crazy it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it serves any purpose except for to marginalize even more marginalized people Poor people because the people who it's gonna affect is people who can't afford abortions The people who can got who got private doctors who can do shit and keep it secret <laughs> They go they're gonna still be getting fucking abortions mm-hmm. It is the poor people who don't have access to that kind of health care who are going to be the most affected by this stuff. And these fucking politicians don't give a fuck because they don't even live in our communities. They are, they, it's just so fucking stupid and it just feels like, it just feels you know, so redundant at this point.
1: You want to know what's crazy? I've talked to pro lifers to see where their mind frame was with it. And of course, a lot of it was rooted in religious reasons, but what was crazy to me is a lot of their reasonings was basically the q and stuff. I didn't believe um, they're using baby parts to put it in a small vial for, to make celebrities look younger and younger, shit like that. Basically, they they people are using the baby fetal parts to
2: do that shit?
1: Yeah, that's what that's what they say. Witchcraft and all those things. That's the
0: reason. So you know, it's pretty
1: it's pretty crazy. It's like we know that when
0: you get deep over there, it gets real. (laughs) It gets really really, Really really weird. It gets really
1: really really weird because it's like everything everything that goes against what they believe is into something deeper it's like with the with the they put stuff in our water and our food and it makes you gay and it's like so somehow (laughs) somehow somehow you're exempt from that somehow you're exempt though but the (laughs) queer people are the ones that got it they
2: got it bitch. okay Whatever my mama was eating when she was pregnant with me, bitch, they had gay shit. In it, it. It, ex- it,
1: exempted <laughs> from. it exempted her. It exempted her. It
2: exempted her from it, but I got it. I fine. turned out. She's fine. She's Give fine. She had. She. She's a homophobic as it can be, but <laughs> baby, <laughs> me, it, it went right on to me. She shit it out, it went right to me, honey. Yeah, right on to late. You. But the girls are still gonna get abortions, it's just gonna be very <laughs> unhealthy and some of them might die, and that's the consequences.
0: And they don't care about that.
1: Nope. And don't worry, I brought I brought that up.
2: I'm like, um, do you know people are
1: gonna try to do it illegally? Oh, well, you know, it's not like back then anymore. They could just go to another state.
2: Even if it wasn't then, like back then, Papa. Like my my sister, I remember my sister got pregnant with my with Kaden, and she didn't. She know, she she didn't want Kaden, and she was, she was, in, and she had um, Morgan. Morgan. yeah, um, she had she had passed the marker which you could um do an abortion, and she was thinking of ways she could um do a miscarriage. So, like she was thinking about rolling down the stairs and. Like she was thinking of different ways, I'm like, bitch, but it really gets that crucial for them, especially if you if you're the only if you're already struggling with one child, and you were you homeless, or you just you can't afford that next child, and you can't, you don't want to go through the grief of giving that child away. It's just something factor. And I
1: asked, I, 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 I this is well, this was mainly. Let my me
2: uncle. stop telling my sister business. Like well, this
1: well. was mainly my uncle, but. I was just like, okay, so you believe in anti-abortion? Oh, let's wait till you die.
2: It won't go in. It won't go in the charger. Okay.
1: Well just But I was like, okay, so you you believe all this shit, right? Like you're very anti-abortion. But what are you gonna do to help women in these situations? Are you gonna help to push for men or amad people to be able to get birth control? Are you gonna push to where um, birth control could be free. Are you going to put like, are you going to do things and put these people in situations that can help them? So where they feel like they don't have to get rid of their baby. Like, even at the end of the day, they could be the most financially stable person, married, just don't feel like having kids. Like,
2: you, you know what they need to do no i agree with you. you know what they need to do they need to find out more ways for men to be on birth control Cut start cutting these niggas' balls off like they, well, they do have birth control
1: but... no nah,
2: they need <laughs> to find out they got they got a million one ways they injecting bitches with like little things and they arms and shit and making bitches get cancers inject these niggas with shit put shit in their balls and then they arms so they can do what the fuck they want to do, cause, cause a lot of arguments be like, well, it's a, well, why would she have to carry the, um, why would she have to keep the baby? I be hearing so many stuff from men, and I'm like, y'all, y'all are trash. Men are trash. How you gonna, how are you gonna tell somebody what to do with their body?
1: It's not just men. It's women. It's
2: women too, but it came from niggas. I
0: don't know. I feel that way. I'm sorry. The niggas got the power to sign shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just when the abortion argument comes up, it's interesting to see what people's... And it's actually quite sad to see what a lot of people's point of view. Like, how they feel about the majority of stuff. They don't have no deep analysis, thinking things, thorough. It's just like, I believe it because God said no. And it's (laughs) like... Well, the thing about that is you become a person where you don't want to compromise. Like, if you're, like, if you don't realize that people have experiences outside of what you believe, you can't force that on people.
0: But God gotcha.
2: said... Yeah, that's how they step. Yeah, that's they that's, that's how,
1: where oppression is.
2: Yeah, that's how they feel about us.
0: But God gotcha, said no. <laughs> I
2: said no. <laughs> no.
0: God said no. God said no. It's a job. It's crazy. God said no. It's a no. It's a no for God.
1: Right? Like you just the speaker for God. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: God told me to let you know that He said no. (laughs) That
2: is exactly how I go. I was actually talking to me today. I got a testimony.
1: So, I was talking to God last night. He came to me. And when I was a kid and hearing them testimonies, I'll be looking at them like,
2: I used to be like, well, then why he ain't saying nothing to me? I've been like going to the <laughs> altar every day. Like, bitch, like, i deep prayer every motherfucking day. I ain't heard no voice.
0: He know? needed it to be deep. simple, and he said no.
1: And i just be seeing everybody around me being calm about it. I'm like, did you hear her? She
2: just said, she talked to God But, last you, but night. no, but you know what? I do, I don't, wait a minute. I do think that God does communicate, but not verbally.
0: Yes. But he like, was, he was communicating. Like, he said no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they would make it seem like they literally had a conversation.
2: Like, I, would I like, mean... They probably did in like a dream,
0: right? The fishes, like Big Mama on Soul Food, the fishes when she was dreaming about fishes and pregnancy, the fishes instead of them saying yes, God said no. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: man, I see what you're saying, me, but I'm I'm saying as a kid, they would say they literally talked,
2: had a conversation, and I'd be
1: like looking like everybody was just calm about it. I'm like, she just said she talked to God.
2: Yeah,
0: just paying that. Right. Yeah, because somewhere in the Bible, I heard that he had stopped talking to people like a long time ago. But get your life. <laughs> oh, he's still saying no. Still, <laughs> 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 it's it's still a no. <laughs> you hoes with these babies out of wedlock. You, I, oh, I you trying to get rid of babies? God said no. He said no. He's going to continue to say no. And it's just what it is. It's a no. What's
1: crazy is my, my sister was low-key ho-shamed in church one time about, like, having a kid young. It's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, <laughs> she was, like, 19 years old when she had my niece. And, like, she basically, like, got read by the preacher who's, like, my aunt's husband. And like indirectly, like these young girls having babies, it was like it's crazy. It's baby. like them if you do them if you don't have your baby because she she decided not to abort my niece. And it's like they gonna talk about you.
2: And if y'all, yeah, and if you listen to like some of the podcasts where Dama was talking about her mom and what happened like with, with her pregnancy or no, I think it was her cousin. It was your cousin where they was they was telling her not to have the baby. That when she had the baby, they they um, treated her like she was an adult.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, I talked about this, but it, that the the worst situation is that wasn't even just her having sex; she was being molested by her father, and they knew it. And yep. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I just uh, I just uh, I'm. Uh, there's parts of Texas that I love and there's parts of um, Texas that I, and not parts as in locations, but just living here. There are perks that are amazing and then there are perks that are like, oh, we got to deal with so, many conserv- so much conservative bullshit that, um, you know, it just seems like a constant battle over fighting over dumb shit that seemed like common sense and uh it gets tired sometimes but we're gonna continue to fight yeah when i
1: look at it it's like basically everybody just kind of fighting to compromise that's how i look at it to see myself not um some people are not but (laughs) just i'm trying to look at it like people are trying like the good people the people that are actually suffering from a lot of these actions are pushing to find some compromise pushing to find to be seen like pushing to you know like stop playing with my life basically mm-hmm. that's kind of how i'm looking at
2: it to not
1: go crazy about it it
2: makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it wait for all these for all these old motherfuckers to die and
1: we'll be all right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that they children is Carrying on a tradition oh, that's, true. that's how slavery Slavery in different names Is surviving and law It's mm-hmm. not planned The anti-blackness
0: Generation to generation mm. So In the spirit of talking about Texas's bullshit history I'm gonna I recently had the pleasure of being on a panel about Asian and um, Black and trans solidarity. And, you know, it was in response to the uptick in um, anti-Asian violence that's been going on Because of Corona and economics and all that kind of bullshit. And so I wanted to kind of share some interesting things that I found because a lot of the people who I was on the panel with, they were coming from more liberal liberal places like in our in our country but i you know in my research look you know looking at things in our particular city in houston it was quite the opposite of what they experienced like they they were naming all the times that asians and black folks were in solidarity in in their um in their areas which it was which was sickening but honey that was not the case in houston texas (laughs) that was actually not the case at all um a lot of times here in the state of houston uh, not the state the city of houston um until like the 90s asians aligned with republicans particularly the powerful ones with money and and it was not just about it, just, it wasn't just about um, anti-blackness. It was about queerness. It was about so many things. They aligned and was in bed with they, they just took that minor model minority myth <laughs> and ran with it here in Texas. Um, and there was a, a particular incident. Um, if if you pay attention to the civil rights time, Houston didn't have a lot of you you in our history we don't have a lot of restaurants that were boycotted restaurants that were um attacked during this time when they were doing the sit-ins for it to be integrated you know all around the country that people were doing these kind of sit-ins um to integrate black people into white society Right, well, not white society, into getting the same public accommodations that white people have um to kind of shake up Jim Crow laws and da 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 da. What I did not know is that Asians were considered white in some respective perspectives here in Houston for a very, very long time, so they. I hear some feedback. Do y'all hear it? No. Okay. So they, so it was, it was almost like they were half white and half something else. (laughs) Like in regards to like laws and um, politically, so like they could go to all white schools, but they couldn't go to white bathrooms. Like these were the strange ass laws that were happening here in Texas for a very, very long time where in some perspective they were considered white and some perspective they were not. (laughs) And so there was this guy named Albert G who was one of the first presidents of the Restaurant Association, right? Uh, First Asian presidents of Restaurant Association. And... He. Negotiated with black leaders and Republican leaders to come up with a set like a to a compromise to be able to um, basically this change that was about to happen. He facilitated the conversation so that. Restaurants would not (laughs) Be attacked and white people Wouldn't boycott the restaurants that were Being integrated they were they Made like a and this sounds Positive but at the Same time this same Person where Where he was doing These great negotiations he Also was funding Republican Party's Campaigns And so any type of shady dealings when it came to gentrification, when it came to um, gerrymandering and, and keeping black folks in poor neighborhoods that Republicans were doing at this time, he was literally supporting it and investing Asian money because he was a popular he was a powerful leader in the community. Who had tons of restaurants? Who had tons of um, resources? And so he literally was investing in Republican disenfranchisement of Black people, while at the same time being being uplifted as this amazing compromiser <laughs> who 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 saved our city from you know, the ravages of the civil rights movement when it comes to our restaurants. There was no restaurants that were boycotted. There was no restaurants that had any kind of problem. We may be cute, but you still were in bed with Republicans. Still late. And also, one thing that I also found is this uptick in Asian violence is not abnormal, to, to times when we are um, When we are going through economic upheaval So back in the 80s during um, Reagan's bullshit economic times Reaganomics um, There was also an uptick in anti-Asian violence There was a guy named Vincent Chin who worked for um chrysler a chrysler um car plant people were being laid off because of economics and um crazy shit and you know what i'm saying you know how they're making bullshit ass rules that are affecting business and affecting everything that the people were being laid off and they were blaming it on japan the people who worked At his location with him because they were blaming it on Japan They assumed that he was Japanese when he wasn't even fucking Japanese Not that it would be okay if he was Japanese, but he was actually Chinese and they killed him Like the other workers killed him because they thought that his people Japanese quote-unquote were causing them to lose their jobs. So a mob killed his fucking ass and It was like what? that's crazy then, then there was a whole anti-south asian group called the dot busters y'all know that dot they on the the women's who's are mary's forehead like in the indian
2: culture
0: yeah in the south asian culture yes oh
2: south
0: asian okay. I th- indians right too but i was just saying those those they called them the dot busters because they literally was going around attacking and harming <laughs> South Asian people. All this is during the 80s, <coughs> and this is during a time when and and don't don't forget that we had tons of police brutality that was happening to Asian people. In any, these are these are these are common things that happen because. <coughs> Anytime we are having economic problems, politically, conservatives always, not just conservatives, I want to say just conservatives, because, you know, Democrats play games like this, too. But usually conservatives, they, they all, their strategy is always to scapegoat, scapegoat to pointing to who the problem is. The pro- And that problem is usually always going to be foreigners immigrants minorities it's always going to be the welfare queens it's always going to be these illegal aliens it's always going to be it's they're always going to scapegoat their problem instead of it being y'all are mismanaging money because money is in politics y'all are mismanaging money because y'all are capitalists and don't give a fuck about poor people Y'all are blaming it on the poor people, blaming it on the marginalized, blaming it on black people, blaming it on black women, blaming it on immigrants, Asians, whatever. You're blaming it on. And when that kind of rhetoric get out. To the public then that makes the public respond in a certain way towards these people it makes them and it depends on and and it creates this like infighting and oh, black bitches on welfare is making my tax dollars go up don't matter who it is if they're not black they can still think like that because that's the rhetoric that's being um spilled out you feel what i'm saying and then the the kung flu virus and so now in our time right now ooh, we got somebody to scapegoat and point at the problem and say oh this is them oh so now we got these attacks and then we got the media that's um that's spinning it to where they're only showing black people attacking asian people too that's a whole nother thing when it's usually when most of the cases is white people attacking asian people and so, but they're only gonna show you the black ones because that creates infighting, that creates a divide, that 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 further criminalizes black people. You get what I'm saying? It it kills two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because we already got the um the stereotype of black people being violent, black people being criminals, they're you know, they're like apes, they just, they can't control themselves, they're uncontrollably violent, and blah, 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 this aligns with that story, and aligns with that narrative, and this is, and this is why we have to shoot them, <laughs> this is why we have to shoot them, and we can, we have to fear for our lives, if the cops have to do this to them, because they, you know, this is, this is how they are, and now look at them, they're attacking these innocent Asian people, and what, what, what they don't share that a lot of times these people have mental health issues and so they are not saying that that's an excuse for the anti-asian violence but they are also being failed by the system exactly they are also being failed by the system and you know these these people on the street are fucking um Are the same people that would be in like facilities if they didn't defund those particular facilities And so now they're roaming the streets homeless and being in these situations hearing this news hearing this kind of stuff and Attacks are happening, but we're not seeing the attacks from happening from these sane ass white people (laughs) So I just it's just so many elements that um I also wanted to share this. I, I forgot about this point. There is a um, there was a Republican, the, the Albert G guy who was supporting the Asian guy who was supporting the Republican, Louis Um Welsh. What, there was an incident where in 1985, he was um He was a leader in the opposition to this extension of job protection rights for homosexuals employed by the city government. So this is when gays didn't have protections at all. And so now they're trying to extend, you know, the protection for gays. He had came back. He was running for um, election that year against this lady named Kathy um, Whitmire. And... On microphone, (laughs) on the microphone, he said this is 1985. He suggested that the one way he didn't know that his microphone was on. It was like a hot mic, but he was being recorded. He suggested that the one way this is the who this is who the Asian guy was supporting. This is the one way that we can curb the spread of HIV would to be to shoot the queers. Mm. (laughs) like literally (laughs) telling the people that he was talking to to curb HIV to shoot the gays that is so wild and so they released it and it upset the city's gay community here in um in Houston and the Houston um political the Houston gay political caucus um actually supported Whitmire and you know she ended up defeating him in the race and she remained the mayor until like the nineties. And so, and so it was quite interesting to, this is this is just a perfect example of how, you know, the intersection of look at who you are supporting. I can't, and I'm saying all of this to say, I can't be in solidarity with people who are aligning themselves with white supremacy. I can't be in solidarity with people who are aligning um, themselves with people who mean to do me harm, people who who are not trying to uplift my community on a socioeconomic status. And so here in Houston, it has been multiple times that we have been thrown Black people have been thrown under the bus. Queer people have been thrown under the bus by the cishet, heterosexual um, Asians of this city. And so I think that it is shifting because from the 90s, um, where Asians, particularly Vietnamese, because we have a big, huge um, population of Vietnamese people, um, and they usually lean towards Republicans, and so that's why they were, that's why, you know, they were leaning in that regard. And so my, the whole point is, the whole point I want to make clear, very, very clear, is that there has to be uh, acknowledgement and accountability of the history of Asian people aligning with whites, There have you have to if you're trying to dismantle white supremacy and you're trying to get us to trust you and get us to Support you and not turn a blind eye that that doesn't mean that That we want violence to happen But in order for us to be in solidarity with you in order for us to um, Really work to dismantle these systems and keep each other safe We have to acknowledge the history of, you know, you aligning with white supremacy, particularly here in this city, in this city. Other places, maybe, you know, I don't you know, I know some other places that have a better coalition. But in this city, we haven't had a great coalition. And so in order for us to build that coalition, We have, you have to consistently be in allyship and have actions behind what you say you are about when it comes to liberating minority people and not just your people. And we have to address the anti-blackness. Go ahead.
2: And then also, um, just a tad bit of, um, history, um, from what you're saying, I think a lot of Asians don't know this part of their and they may know, but I don't think some do. Um this makes the and this year makes the anniversary of the bloody of the one of the bloodiest um anti-violence that happened in the West, that where um it was like the one of the largest mass lynchings in the United States, um, targeted, targeted towards Chinese immigrants in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. like the and that's that's huge. This this marks the 150th anniversary. And it, it happened in in October 20 tw- the 24th, 1871. Wow. 1871? Mm-hmm. 1871? 1871,
1: darling. You said that was 150 years.
2: This marks the 150th anniversary of one of the largest mass lynchings in American history. 1871
1: is 150 years ago. Damn near. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: it is. Uh, Chinese immigrants became the um, the targets of abuse almost as soon as they set foot up and onto American soil. So, baby, you need to know also where you come from. Also, you're part of one of the largest lynchings in history.
0: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. and you know and the history of their labor being exploited one You know, of course, we know chattel slavery was the biggest (laughs) Catalyst for American money when for us building our power and building our nation To what it is as it's as a money Juggernaut in the global on a global scale. We know that was a the one (laughs) the one thing that led to that growth but also when it came later on down the line um asian people's contribution and um labor in building the railroad system also contributed to you know, it wasn't slavery, but it was, you know, it was exploitation of labor um, also contribute to the industry, the industrial revolution that was happening in the country, which also led to America having more wealth. So different histories, but similar history into how we contributed to this country's um growth economic growth and so you have to acknowledge that history but also acknowledge you know how it's easy to acknowledge back then but even in recent times acknowledge where where you place yourself in position to the uh, fighting against anti-blackness because if you are positioning yourself, as somebody who is complacent or somebody who is neutral or somebody who is funding, you know, the other side, conservatives and white supremacists, and you know, you are directly involved <laughs> with perpetuating anti-blackness. And if you are not put positioning yourself to do better in that regard, we'll never have solidarity. Like I will never fuck with you like that. No shade. That and, just and not cool.
2: just anti-blackness and anti-Asian.
0: Yeah, any any one of that. We can't we can't have um, we can't have solidarity when there's nothing that you are that you are doing to dismantle anti-blackness. So I wanted to share that because I just wanted to share the our particular history. I know there's a lot of conversations happening in in this discussion around um, Asian American, stopping Asian American violence. But I think we have a very unique um, history that um, is different from other cities. And so I wanted to share some of the history with us. And that's all I wanted to talk about.
2: Which is really interesting. That was an eye opener. I didn't know a lot of those things, mm-hmm. and it gives you a a good idea. The you know, it's no shade. Well, actually, it is. It's just the fucking truth. It gives you a it gives you an idea how culturally the the Asian people treat us here.
0: Yes, because you know they be real extra here.
2: They be real. They I mean they operate like, see, they operate white like, like white people. Yeah.
0: Like
2: I've I've been to China, not Chinatown, but I've been to like the Asian part of town and like when you go to their restaurants, they kind of like they pooch and they, they treat you a, ty- a different type of way. Yeah. And this is like, this is recent. This isn't like long time ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's why, you know, we there's some resistance. But we, But if you are trying to change that resistance, if you are trying to change that narrative and create solidarity, That has to be acknowledged and you have to really work towards that That to not, you know, because I can't trust a motherfucker who keep going back to the enemy playing in their face (laughs) and throwing us under the bus. So, yeah.
2: So there is um, a video um, circulating of a trans child being um, body slammed by an older teen In school and that has a lot to do with the anti-hate trans bills um for children that are being passed so when when there are bills that are being passed that target those children those trans children the people who who wish us harm and that are violent towards us feel like they are able to do that and rightfully so
0: yeah definitely you know, it it just adds to the rhetoric of the The bullying like it whatever if the parents if the adults are saying that we are not valued and we are not um Worth protecting and saying all this negative shady shit about us. Of course, they kids gonna be in school <laughs> being shady and bullying the queer kids even more the trans kids even more so of course you're going to see an uptick in that and we we've i've talked to the um, the people over at Tre- Trevor um, project they are seeing an uptick in calls from trans kids about You know to to get help through trauma and suicidal ideation and you know there is an uptick in the clients that they are serving because of what's happening around this country when it comes to these bills you're totally right it 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 leads to more violence it leads to more uh marginalization it leads to more everything that we were dealing with before (laughs) it makes it worse because now y'all are peddling these lies they they that's just what y'all are. What y'all doing?
2: Yeah, I'm. A, I almost started. I almost started crying because it tri- it triggered PTSD from when I was younger. Mm. And I know how that feels like. And people were, didn't do shit. People were just around recording while this this trans child is balled up on this black trans child is balled up on the floor.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we did a show, y'all i think we have um so much work to do in regards to um this fight and you know we're in it like i said we just had some good news the bill has died but um we hope that we continue to have conversations and we continue to have um actions that leads to the liberation of all of our people and that's kind of the whole point of us doing what we do every week and we hope that y'all enjoy it yeah yeah peace out you know what i'm saying all right y'all we'll see y'all next week (laughs) all right (laughs) bye -bye. well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of marsha's plate you can listen to us on itunes
1: That's diamondstylz at gmail.com.
0: And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's gonna be on.